How am I supposed to take that? Now on with the funny. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. How am I supposed to segue from a goddamn dog dying? And where were those pictures I was supposed to see? (laughs) Oh boy. Hi, this is Casey Kasem, and you can hear me every this Sunday and every Sunday at two two. I think it's a good enough point to jump in and say this is Longbox Heroes After Dark 149. Mm-hmm. So, Todd, your Twitter was quiet this past Sunday. Did you yes, it... not watch your football game? No, I watched my football's game. Mm-hmm. I went out with some guys and we watched the game. And instead of tweeting and ignoring my friends, I was social and put my phone down and... Watched the game and talked about things. We talked about comics and and TV and movies. And everybody asked me where Joe was, and I said, "Good luck with that." Right, right. You know, they were all they, they all came out, you know, hoping to see Joe Sposto, but they got Todd Roker. So I they, guess they should have went to Cleveland on Friday. A lateral move, I guess. Right, I'm not one hundred percent sure. I'd much rather prefer seeing you than me any day of the week. I'd rather see you than me, so I think it's... Right, it evens itself out. Yes, it's kind of like, you know, the great scales of justice. Right. What ended up happening with that was a bunch of horse shit and nonsense, but there's a <laughs> new there's a new bounce place that opened up. Oh, goody. I would have went to that instead. And they were having their grand opening this past weekend. Uh, right. And that's what we ended up going to. What time? Well, we were there from 1 to 4. And then it was back home for all of us to sleep. Because while I did not bounce, bounce, sitting in a chair watching my son bounce really tuckered me out. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. How many... uh Root beers did you have? Zero. What? Zero, yes. That doesn't seem right. I don't day drink anymore. <sighs> that hurts my soul right there. But again, you said you, you you went out with some men. I saw that picture that got tweeted out. Those were a bunch of... Men. Boys masquerading as men. What? What are you talking about? Fantastic company. Fantastic company. Do they do Saturday night games? No, that's that's for college. The only time they do Saturday games Playoffs? is like uh, yes, and towards the end of the year they might do a Saturday and a Sunday game. Gotcha, but not often. But playoffs definitely. Yeah, it's just weekends are rough, man. Especially for while camaraderie with you and uh, those fellas. Hmm. I just got, like, I just, you know, I just uh, had my first wrestling event mm-hmm. for the first time in, like, three months, and right. we're coordinating our calendar for the rest of September and October, and it's mm-hmm. all a disaster. Right. Yeah. Well, it was a good time. Uh, my favorite my favorite quote of the thing was, we were, I don't know, somewhere was discussing that apparently Nine Inch Nails was on Twin Peaks, the new series. Okay. They did a, they did a song. And the two people were talking about it. One of them was the the crazy bassist. 
And I was like, yeah. And I, I was hinting, like, mate, talking about what we may do next year for stuff and the After Darks. And I'm like, and Joe at one point was thinking about getting me to 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 watch uh, Twin Peaks. And he's like, he's like, what? I said, season three, just going in cold, not knowing anything. And he goes, he goes, Todd, he goes, I'm just going to tell you, you think you would hate Twin Peaks season three? <laughs> He goes, but you have no fucking idea how much you would hate season three. I'm like, I'd hate it. He's like, no. He's like, no. He's like, take what you would think you would hate it and then, like, multiply it by a kajillion. And I was like, oh, God. And and then you're in the ballpark. Right. Then you're at the low end of how much you would hate it. Oh, boy. I don't even know. Well, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I did. I did. Um, what else was going on? So something else happened on Sunday. Right. Of a much sadder uh, state of affairs. Because I, I understand that the Raiders won, correct? Yes, they destroyed the Jets. Right. Did the Jets even show up? Did they even bother showing up for games at this? Yeah. Yes, they did. They showed up, and then Marshawn Lynch danced on the sideline during the fourth quarter, and the Jets were like reportedly later saying it was disrespectful and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Marshawn Lynch is my new favorite person in the entire world. He was the one who gave the camera in game week one the double bird and just got his $12,000 fine, 6000 for each finger. And then this time he was doing like this weird, I don't know what it was, and the crowd was going crazy. But he was he's an Oakland guy who was born there, and he wanted to come home for to play before they left for Las Vegas. And he's the crazy guy who, when they, he played in the Super Bowl for a different team a few years ago, wouldn't do. he doesn't do interviews at all. He does not do interviews, and he was, uh, he, when he went, he, they said, you have to go to the Super Bowl interviews, because that's the big thing, and whenever they asked him a question, he just said, I'm here so I don't get fined. That's the only reason. Did he used so to he, play for the Seahawks? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. See? Because I was going to think to myself, I'm like, there was another guy who did that, but he wasn't on the Raiders. Right. I said years ago on another team when they played for the Super Bowl. Okay. Look so. at me. I know sports things that happened in the last century. That's right. Or last so, decade or whatever. I don't know time. So he's my new favorite person in the entire world. But mm. I stepped on your story. Go ahead. No, um, I wanted to hear about your Raiders game. Mm-hmm. Um, but more, well, I, again, more importantly, but a much sadder story is um, Bobby Heenan passed away. Right. Um, and this was a really big bummer for for many, many reasons. Um, you know, that's one of the few things that you and I can share in the world of professional wrestling uh, is our mutual admiration for Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. And as you come and go in your fandom of professional wrestling, that's the one thing that doesn't waver. Right. That's pretty much the the high spot of what I like about wrestling. Right. And he was, you know, one of those guys, by the time he had gotten to WWF, he had been you know, a big star in California, in, you know, the Midwest promotions like AWA and George and all these other things for like 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. So 
a lot of times when guys were coming in to WWF at that point, you know, they weren't really working hard, as it were. They were working smarter, not harder. Right. Bobby Heenan very easily could have come in and rested on his laurels. But he didn't. And from 1984 until he left in 1994, for the 10 years that he was in WWF, anything that they had him do, he did unbelievably. Mm -hmm. Everyone remembers Bobby Heenan. Non-wrestling fans know who Bobby Heenan is and love Bobby Heenan. And it's one of those wrestling deaths, deaths that stink. But it doesn't hit me as hard as other ones, because Bobby's been so sick for so long. Right, and it's been a well. It was like it wasn't like I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like you know, like when somebody's that sick, it's it could happen at any time. So you're almost prepared for it, I guess. Yes. Okay. Doesn't make it any better. No, no. Um, but it still really stinks, and this is not the best. Uh, eulogy for him, but I did stay up Sunday night watching a bunch of Bobby Heenan stuff, most most notably uh, the 92 Royal Rumble that you did for Gallifrey Birds all those many months ago. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just made me miss wrestling when it used to be like that, man. You know, I can I'll, understand. I'll, I'll never not be a wrestling fan. Um, you know, one of, you know, I wouldn't say my tippy-top favorite but one of my favorite guys killed his family and himself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't be like, and many people stopped watching wrestling at that point. And I'm like, no, I'm still hanging around. Let's see what happens. This might turn around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, other horrible things have happened. You know, you go back to my waning teenage days of steroid scandals and sex abuse scandals and all this other crazy shit going on. And I still hung in there, and it's just when I watch that stuff from my childhood, and they always say that, you know, the stuff that you kind of grew up with is the the stuff that you that you love the most. But looking at other people's tweets talking about it, um, this uh, comedian who I follow, who's a big wrestling guy as well, this guy Mike Lawrence, uh, sent out a tweet saying, I hope they don't do a tribute for Bobby Heenan on Monday Night Raw, because then everyone will see how terrible wrestling is now. <laughs> did they do one? They did. They did like a little three minute thing, uh, which is about what I what I had expected, you know. Okay, okay. I just want to say really quick, don't tell me mm-hmm. because I'm going to watch it. I recorded raw. Oh my goodness. I recorded raw. I'm not gonna watch it or anything because I watched the first like three minutes to see if they would have something right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And all they had was him in a beautiful silver sparkling jacket. That's all I'm going to say. Right. That's a, uh, that I, you know, I think I know why I like other jackets and a beautiful red sparkling, uh, bow tie, which, cause bow ties are cool. And I was like, Oh, there's nothing. We went right into Cena Reigns and I'm like, peace out, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, but I left the, the, the TiVo running or the DVR or whatever you want to call it. So I was like, Oh, when I talk to Joe, I'll see if they have it and I'll just fast forward to it. Hmm. So I'll take three minutes. That'll be fine. Well, here's I'll, I'll do you one better. You're just gonna send me to the YouTube clip. I could send you to the. I, I'll send you the YouTube clip when we're done here tonight. Oh, okay. Save the trouble. Three. I apologize. Three minutes and six seconds. 
oh, well, those six seconds are, you know, for extra Heenan. That's all. That's what you need. Now, the one thing that I could do, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna, and this will be one of the last Bobby Heenan things I say, and then we'll kind of move on with some other stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the days of primetime wrestling, which was the Monday night program before Monday night raw, Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a whole angle because it was Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, and they're always sniping at each other and everything <laughs> else like that. But it was always out of you, – you always knew it was out of love, right? Right, like was, us. Right. So there was one time where it blew up real big and Bobby Heenan quit. Well, what it turns out what they ended up doing was they gave Bobby Heenan his own talk show called The Bobby mm-hmm. Heenan Show. Right. What they didn't tell the USA Network was – that it wasn't going to be a separate show. It was just going to be the last half hour of primetime wrestling. Sounds legit. Right. Now, it didn't change the ratings, and the ratings did go up and down and so on and so forth from it, but it was essentially just imagine a Johnny Carson-type talk show, but Bobby Heenan's the host. Okay. Comes out and does a monologue, has (laughs) has a sidekick, has guests. Now, there was one week in particular where I wish I could remember the young lady's name. It sh- it, I, this is something that I should know. The video distributor for World Wrestling Entertainment at the time was Coliseum Home Video. Mm-hmm. Coliseum Home Video was owned by a video company called H&H Video. The other thing that H&H Video produced besides Coliseum Home Videos was pornography. Hmm, I wonder if those two worlds ever met. Well, the star of one of their upcoming releases, which was called Coming on America, okay. was one of the guests on Bobby Heenan's show. Now, whether Bobby was smartened up to what her profession was, <laughs> he conducts a 20-minute interview with this woman, not letting on that he knows what her line of profession is. That's fantastic, and it's and it's 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 good. Like it's it's very like if it's not clear when she walks out, right. it's clear five minutes into the interview of what that she's a porn star, <laughs> right? But Bobby's still going on, like you know, he's playing the act, and he's not going along with it, right? You know, like he's just like, oh, you know, uh, like conducting it like it's a straight interview that mm-hmm. she's an actual legitimate film actress. And right, the four right. episodes of the Bobby Heenan show uh, that actually did make air are up online. And I, I do want to find that particular one mm-hmm. and send that one to you as well. So so how many were there? Four. There was only four? Right, because after the second week, USA is like, no, you got to stop this. Oh, and that's the great, the worst decision USA ever made. Right. Who was, was this, did the sidekick change? No, uh, the sidekick was this, uh, this like weird nebbish character, kind of like the living embodiment of Saul Rosenberg. Okay. Um, his name was Jameson and there was, uh, allegations that he was an actual stand-up comedian, but no one can verify this as fact. There was allegations. Allegations. Right. But I'll find that one that has the porn star on it. I'll make sure you get that one. Oh, good. I was worried. Right. So, yeah, uh, it's very sad that Bobby Heenan is gone. But, you know, obviously in this day and age, 
his memory and everything that he's done will last forever. That's right. So was there anything else um, that we wanted to talk about in After Dark here before we get into uh, the tease for Gallifrey Birds? No, I think we could go into the tease for Gallifrey Birds. Okay. So I'll go first since, you know, you might have a little bit more of a buildup since this is the beginning of the modern era of right. Doctor Who for you and you might need a little bit more of a buildup. Okay. Um, so the event that Todd is going to be watching is one of the better WWE events of the past 15 years, arguably so. Uh, a stacked event from top to bottom. And this is one of those things that I got such a kick about. So when we did the last Gallifrey Birds, mm -hmm. it, you know, it released on a Friday, whatever, whatever. But when the last one came out, it actually came out to the day of the 15-year anniversary of the show I'm giving you today. Okay. Or, you know, for, for this uh, this next edition of Gallifrey Birds. And it was one of those things that if I was able to put the math together, mm -hmm. I would have tried to figure it out to jigger things around to have this one of come, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Because I did it accidentally with that ECW show. Mm-hmm. Where it was, like, not exactly the day, but it was, like, the week of. When I had to do that one ECW show, it was the anniversary right around the time when the Gallifrey Birds came out. And if I was a better planner on these sort of things, I would have done that. But I'm not. I'm a very terrible planner. That's okay. At least you plan. Uh, I already have um, whatever the deal we're doing next year is. I've already got my list. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you, you got me? All right, because I know there was multiple plans on the table. Oh, okay. Um, you know what I'm... Right. <laughs> so I think we could say the one because it's not going to happen. Right, right. Because there's not enough of them. So I'll get back to Gallifrey Birds. Um, but we were thinking about things to do for next year in place of Gallifrey Birds, right? Because mm -hmm. I ain't watching no more goddamn Doctor Who, and I think Todd's had his fill with wrestling. I will have a. I will have an epilogue when we do our final uh, 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 episode of Gallifrey Birds. There will be more Gallifrey Birds in the future. I know. That's all I'm going to say is when the, the the female doctor has her run, we're going to come back for one more at least. No, because yes, that's that was the, in the original agreement. I listen. I didn't sign anything. That's fair. Well, a handshake. We spit like Ridge Runner's promise, like uh, like in the Duke's has. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So we had, one of the ideas that we had bandied about was was doing the film viewer <laughs> of one Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is Rodney did not star, and I'm gonna say picture on the poster and name on the poster. Rodney Dangerfield did not star in 12 movies that would be able to fill out a year. Right, like, you're not going to do Natural Born Killers. He was in it for, like, what, two scenes, a scene? <laughs> right, and we're not going to do, like, the Richard Pryor moving film where he's he's got one scene or, like, right. shit like that. Or, like, there was talk that we were going to do the Rover Dangerfield animated <laughs> thing, and it was like, ugh. All right. Right. But we got something else in the works. But let's not worry about next year. Let's worry about next week. Uh, mm -hmm. The show that Todd is going to be watching is going to be SummerSlam 2002. Uh, the top two headline matches on that would be uh, The Rock 
defending the undisputed title against Brock Lesnar. Oh my goodness. Baby Brock Lesnar. Like, uh, less than, oh boy, less than six months into his World Wrestling Entertainment official run. Mm-hmm. And the other match is Triple H against a returning from retirement, his first World Wrestling Entertainment match in five years, Shawn Michaels. <gasps> oh, are you going to sing Sexy Boy? I was going to, but that's all I know is the two woo-woo things, and then it's over. The uh, Just as a side note, one of the best things, uh, one of my other favorite like little things about Bobby Heenan mm-hmm. is whenever Shawn Michaels would come out, he would always whistle the theme, mm-hmm. but poorly. <laughs> right. It would be like not, it would be like kind of close. Like if he was just <laughs> right. whistling not to the tune, you'd be like, right. I have no idea what the hell he's doing. But because it was over the tune of the song, you're just right. like, he's what the hell is he doing? <laughs> he's out of key and off yes. time. Right. <sighs> now I have a question before I watch it. Is this with Brock Lesnar with the knife? Uh, tattooed on his chest, pointing towards his junk, or no. does he not have it yet? No. This is before that? Way before. Okay, because that's all I can think of, is if that tattoo ever slips, he's going to be circumcised. Especially with a manager like Paul Heyman, he better be. Oh, I think I get that somehow. Right. And this is going to be one of those shows, I'm not going to have Todd watch the whole thing. There's going to be some selective editing. Trust me, it's for the best. Mm, uh, I don't know. Well, Todd, if you want to watch the whole three-hour event, I'm not going to nope, stop nope. you. Nope, nope. I think I can. <laughs> All right. I think I could use your time codes. Hmm. So, what do I got? What's on my plate? Okay. Just for the record, you that this time the episodes went from a half hour for the new era to an hour or God fifty. Damn it! Or fifty some minutes, but. They're, they usually are standalone stories or two-parters. So basically you're going to get like a two-part episodes. So it's going to be like, I don't know, an hour 50, something like that. I'm guessing I'm not really 100% sure on the two times, but this is uh, 2005. It had just come back. Christopher Eccleston, who you might know from such movies as uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Nope. As the, okay. How about 28 Days Later? Oh, boy. Who was he in 28 Days Later? He was the, the guy who was in charge of the army people, like at the second half of the movie. Okay. I vaguely was, remember him. Okay, I'm trying to think. He was Destro in the G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> Keep digging. Oh, my goodness. Um, did you ever watch Heroes? Yes. Uh, he was the Invisible Man in the first season. Okay. Who ends up getting shot and falls off the bridge, and we're never really 100% sure if he, uh, you know what I mean? Like, he never comes back, I don't think. Let's see. I'm, I'm, did I'm they looking... bring Heroes back and nobody watched it? Yes, because the fancy gentleman did watch it, and he uh, he said it was terrible. Oh, the man who in three months from now is going to have have a world filled of heartbreaks and not every variant cover of something. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> oh, he was he was Malekith in Thor: The Dark World. Oh, okay. So now you know who that is, right? right. So basically, it was after a long hiatus. About I think I want to say. 96 to 2005, so like 
what is that? Uh, nine years about uh, it was off the air and it comes back with Russell T Davies, who was a huge fan um, and wanted to bring the show back and he managed to do it. And this, he was the overall, like he did the whole story arc of the shows, but the real star of the, the behind the scenes was Stephen Moffat at the time, who was a writer and he went on to become the showrunner after Russell T. Davies left. But th- these at this era was they, when they were Batman and Robin. Russell knew how to do an overarching story. And Stephen Moffat knew how to do the one or two part stories that were the best. Like literally of every run, his stories usually are the best of everything. But Stephen kind of got a little wacky when he had full control, if you know what I mean. It's kind of like sometimes you have to be reined in. And this was the two-parter that Stephen Moffat wrote called The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances. Basically, the Doctor and the new the new companion, the fresh companion of the Ninth Doctor, Rose Tyler, played by Billy Piper, who was a teen pop star before this, um, traveled to World War II London, and something has popped up, and it's made a child, this zombie-type creature that is infecting other people and the doctor has to figure all this out during the backdrop of, you know, the, the blitz on London. And it's the first appearance of a famous doctor who character who shows up called captain Jack Hark Harkins. Hey, I know and him. Do you know who that is? I captain do. Jack? He's a uh, Harkness. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. He's a uh, Merlin from the, uh, the, the WBDC shows. Yeah, John Barrowman. Or CW, um, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, the CW. So, and I think he has a tiny hat on in this one for oh, a Oh boy. Um, so I know how much you like it. So now I don't this know is if it's of wig tomorrow work. continuity since it's, it's a guy from the show and a tiny hat also from the show. That is involved in time travel. See? Oh, sometimes it rhymes, Joe. I can't, better believe, I can't believe Doctor Who ripped off Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> that is, uh, they went back in time and, and ripped it off. Right. But this is two of my favorite episodes, especially during the Ninth Doctor's run, which is only one season, um, which we'll get into when we talk about this next week. I don't want to give too much away. You know what I mean? But right. this was on in May of 2005, so it's not the same month or the anniversary. I'm a poor planner, Joe. Well, you, you yourself admitted you are not a planner of any kind. Mm. Oh, and I'm looking. This is the first of a two-part story. It's 45 minutes. So the second one I'm going to click on on the uh, the super-duper phone that I have here, and I'll see if I can find a time on it. And uh, so it's another 45-minute story. So it most likely might only be an hour and a half for you. All right. I could accept that. Which is even when they, when we had four episodes of the classic – you were still doing more. Do you know what I mean? Because they right. were twenty-five minute episodes. So you're getting off light here, supposed though. So I'd like, I you know, a, a thank you would be nice. Um, I'm going to reserve my thank you until I see it. Right, and I think we're legitimately getting into good writing and better effects. Be, well, you can't get worse than some of the stuff you saw in the past. But once again, this is the early part of the season when BBC was like, you know, testing the waters and they were like, okay, like the effects aren't, you know, Jurassic Park, but they're way better than anything that's come before. Oh boy. So high praise from Todd. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, 
I'm I'm interested to see how this all works out. I am. Do you know what, Joe? All joking aside, on this, I'm genuinely interested because now, there to me, it's like you can't badmouth like the effects and the acting, and you can if you don't like it. Like I understand what the old stuff was. Now I want. I honestly want to see what your take is. If you're going to give it a fair shake or not. I get. Listen, I. <laughs> was warned in advance by particular ones that you had given me by mm-hmm. people who said, oh, this is going to be terrible. You're going to hate it. And right. I ended up loving them. Because so I go into you... these things with an open mind. So now probably everybody will be like, oh, this is the two best do- night doctors. You'll be like, rumble, grumble, fargus, argader, gurger. That's how you're going to be. Who knows? But anyway... Tune in next week and find out. Right, that's what these uh, these tease episodes are for, in addition to the normal Gallifrey Birds horse shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I got Doctor Who to watch. As uh, Darth Vader would say, yippee. <laughs> that was his famous quote. That and wizard. Yep. He would say things were wizard. <laughs> right. So... Uh, thank you very much for listening to, what was this, episode 149 of Longbox Heroes After Dark. And we'll catch you all here next week for a little hot Gallifrey bird action. Is there any other kind? Uh, lukewarm. There was the mm. one with the lucha stuff that you didn't like and the one where I was too drunk to remember. <laughs> those, those two, you know, take them or leave them. Right. All right. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>